the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody to the Chad Smith Modern Drummer webinar and we're so excited. So let me get started here. I'm David Frangioni, host of Start Drumming Now, which is what our seminar is all about. So it's inspiration, education, excitement and results for all ages, especially focused on beginner level playing. Where do I start? I can't even begin to describe the thousands of emails and correspondence that Modern Drummer, Drum Channel, DW Drums, and PDP receive on a very regular basis asking from parents mostly, of course, what do we do to get started and how does our child actually get kind of two step one and then take a couple of more steps. So. First, I want to talk about, before we talk about today's webinar, I want to talk about some exciting online educational resources that I know everybody here is very, very excited to, uh, to know about. So Chad's Drum Channel course, Basic Rock Drumming Chad's Way, is one of the best beginner video drum instructional series you can possibly get. It's online. It's on drumchannel.com. In fact, next week on drumchannel.com is Chad Smith week. So this is so perfectly timed because beginning April 27th, the Chad Smith show will interview and jam with other amazing drummers, Abe Jr., Stephen Perkins, Terry Bozio. It's just gonna be an amazing week. So we got the time right now. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's learn, let's be inspired. And uh, there's some great things online, drumchannel.com. So today with Chad Smith, we are going to talk about start drumming now. Where do I start? What are the basics? What do I do to learn the basics? What kind of equipment do I need? We talked about some of the online educational resources, but we're going to talk about a few more. Uh, of course, Modern Drummer Powered by Drum Channel is a great resource that you'll just be learning about throughout this discussion uh, at moderndrummer.com. There's amazing things that you'll get uh, both for free and as a subscriber. 
and Modern Drummer today has a very special Chad Smith surprise announcement that we are so excited about. So with all of that, no more delay. At the end though, before we start, before I introduce Chad, I wanna just say one more thing, Q&A. We've been getting a, a, just a deluge of emails and correspondence wanting to ask Chad questions. There's a Q&A button at the bottom center of the Zoom app and we'll also be looking at Facebook comments. So now the logistics are out of the way. It's time to have some fun. It's time to talk about start drumming now. And without any more delay, please welcome the one and only Chad Smith. Hi, everybody over there on Facebook. What's going on? Woo! I hope you're safe. I hope you're having a good time. At home, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, David, for having me. And uh, let's learn how to play the drums. Yeah, oh, I'll tell you, Chad, uh, we have so many things going on at Modern Drummer Online because of the, the virus and everybody being home. But this webinar has been freaking off the charts. So many people, they're so excited to just experience Chad Smith today. So man, thank you for being here. And I, I speak for thousands of people. My pleasure, you kidding me? I got so many other things to do. I mean, oh my God, I'm so busy, like everybody else. Groundhog Day! <laughs> so Chad, let's talk about somebody is interested in playing the drums. And of course, you know, the first thing we would say to them, and, and I know some of this sounds Captain Obvious, but we're, we're really starting at the beginning. First, one of the things we say to somebody is, okay, you know, get a pair of drumsticks, okay? So now they, okay, great, I'm gonna go and get a pair of drumsticks. There's music stores, there's Sweetwater, there's guitar centers, a million places to get them. You get the drumsticks. What's, what's next, Chad? What, what, do you, what do you think somebody should do to just step one? Well, Step one, I would say, David, is that obviously if you're interested in playing the drums, then you're like, I like music. Everyone loves music, but I have, I want to, I have a natural affinity, I believe, to hit things. At least that's the way it was for me. And when I say hit things, it's something that makes noise or some kind of musical, uh, pleasant musical sound. Now, um, Look, you can play with your hands. Lots of people start that way. But if you want to be a drum set on a drum, a drummer on a drum set, you need drumsticks. And the sticks are the things that connect you from your body, arms and your body that connect the things in your hands that connect yourself to your instrument. So it's really important to find sticks, whatever age you are, that are comfortable, not too big, not too heavy, not too small, not too whatever. and and I think if you have an opportunity to go to a, a music store, maybe not right now, but in the future, go to a store and try just the things in your hands. So, they, so something like, this feels good to me. This feels comfortable. I can control these a little bit and find sticks that, that you are comfortable with. I think that's really a, a, a first good step. And so what Chad's saying, everyone, is that not all drumsticks are the same. 
They look the same, right? From, especially from a few feet away, but sticks have different weights and lengths and circumference. Yeah. And so how they feel in your hands is a lot more important than people realize, right, Chad? It's true. I mean, you know, you would think some guys got the biggest sound from the thinnest sticks. And you would think like, oh, that guy must be using, you know, sticks as big as tree trunks or whatever. And it's really, again, it's a connection to how you play. And, and so the stick to me is, you know, it's, it's like the reed on a saxophone, the pick and strings of a guitar. It's the first connection that your body, that, that what's gonna, what is in your hands or mouth, in that, but in drumming cases, in your hands that is gonna make you do what you wanna do and help you do what you wanna do. Yeah. And with sticks, everybody, when you pick up a pair of drumsticks, there's a number and a letter on sticks and you'll see 5A, 5B. Those are the two most common drumsticks in the world. What does that basically mean is that the number five, four, two, seven, the lower the number, the thicker the stick. It means it's it, based on circumference and lower is actually as counterintuitive as it might seem is actually thicker. And then ABC has to do with the weight and that kind of thing. So I think the Chad Smith stick and, and wouldn't this be, let's see, I just might have a picture. Let me see, because this is actually all kidding aside. This is actually one of my favorite sticks. So here's two examples of sticks. We have the 5A, which is probably the most renowned stick. Once you go into the drum stores, you'll see that everything is a lot of 5A. And you have the Chad Smith Funk Blaster, which is similar to a 5B, but didn't you make it a little longer? It's a little bit longer. And the shoulder of the stick, which is towards the end, is a little bit thicker. The taper is a little thicker down to the to the tip of the stick. Mm -hmm. And and to me, I you know, I love five Bs. I played five Bs for a long time. And whatever, 30 years ago, the Vader people were so nice and said, We you know, what kind of stick, you know, would you like to have if it was perfect for you? And I I play kind of hard, so I would see myself breaking a lot of sticks around the shoulder area towards the, as the taper goes down to the end. So I beefed that up a little bit and it gave it a little bit more weight and that felt good to me. Um, and basically, as you can see, it's, it's very similar. It's really just the acorn tip, which I just like that tip. And again, the beefed up shoulder, and that's 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 a that's a Chad stick. And you like a wood tip as opposed to nylon, because a lot of people don't understand like what's the difference. Um, I tend to think nylon might be a little more durable, and it's got a little more definition, but it's not as warm and natural sounding. Yes, I would. Uh, perfect. I agree. And they used to break. Believe it. I know you're saying durable, but back in the day, I would break them. <laughs> so and no wood last long. They do. Okay. They do. Yeah. But it's a warmer sound. You're right. It's a warmer sound. So then we, somebody, they get the sticks, uh, some feel comfortable in their hands. We're still not getting into any applications yet. We're still kind of getting the, the, the tools together. And so now next tool, a practice pad. Right. Right. So do you, do you, pra do you use a pad much or did you during the formative years or did you go I, right? I, to I got, you know what? 
I got a pad. Where's my pad? Where is my pad? I'm going to find my pad right now. You're going to find pad. your pad in your pad. In my pad. Look. I got my pad right here. Oh, awesome. This is a reflex. I don't know who, I don't know where I got it. but Yeah. And I started, I'm going to go over to my drum set for a second. All right. Make too much noise, but if you have a snare drum or any drum right on it, these things, they're just basically hard, different degrees of hard rubber. Easiest thing to do. And obviously they don't make noise and they're just great to practice on, just to practice sticking any kind of rudiments once you get into that and and it's it's you know a lot of people use pillows and hey whatever you got but if you can get a, a pad they're relatively cheap and you can you know practice that and backstage before we play often i warm up on them because the other it, it, the drums are loud so it's like do all that stuff to get your hands warmed up. And here's some, I, what do you know? Look, I have a Funkabrasta in Japan. And it's very, it's not nice to say that. Uh, funk Blaster, I love it though, great stick. So the pad is a great place to start. And it's a great, you know, works for me, whatever works. But again, like you were saying, David, go, I think, Find the sticks to feel comfortable, and 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 then you know you're on to your next thing. And so you get the pad. We have some exercises here um, as an example of just like, well, what do I do with the sticks now? Well, the first, you know, I I think that these exercises, which in drum terms are called single stroke rolls and double stroke rolls, they basically just mean a single stroke is alternating hands, and a double stroke is two on each hand. This is a great place to start, right? Because we, it's it's a calm, it's all about the music, but you've got to develop a little some mechanics to you know to be able to play the music. Yes, yeah, I think I think it's important, you know, to 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 have that vocabulary. It's like speaking; you have to have the words to be able to communicate. And so, that thing that you just had was is about the simplest form. But again, it's just, it's, it's playing in time. It's just alternating sticks and let the stick do the work. Don't do that. <laughs> right, right. Let this bounce, the bounce of the stick. So just go right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. And, and what's really important is to try to keep it at an even tempo. So people, uh, you want to kind of like one, two, three, a metronome is good if you have it, but try to, just keep it at an even tempo. And then to go to what you were saying, David, once you got that, you can go, and if you can do two in a row, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left. And those two things are the really the basics you can use all around the drum set, on the snare drum. That's That's what makes it happen. That's the simplest thing but really important. So we've got, so we're gonna, I wanna talk about 
two things, and and then Chad, get you over to the drum set because okay. that's where everybody really. My kids are having lunch now. Pardon? My kids are about ready to have lunch now, so yeah, I'll get over there. Okay, cool. So good timing. So we've got we got the exercises on the pad: alternating hands, right, left, right, left, right, right, left, left forms yep. the basis of virtually everything that's played on the kit. And of course, another thing for people to try is after you practice out on the pad, listen to records, listen to music, and, and you learn by doing. We're going to give you some books that you should check out and some online resources to, to get formal education, but there's nothing like playing. Is there, Chad? Oh, that's how that really, that's how I learn. I put headphones on and played to records. I played, I, I loved it. I wanted to be in Led Zeppelin. I wanted to be in Rush. I wanted to, you know, when you get to a certain point where you can play in that style of music, it's great. It's awesome. I would highly recommend playing to music and playing to those, those the, the music that you love or whatever kind of music, because then you, in two, you're, 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 it's almost like you're trying to emulate the style of the band and the music. You're trying to play like John Bonham, trying to play like Keith Moon or Ringo Starr or, you know, Danny Carey or Stuart Copeland or Taylor Hawkins, any of those great drummers. If you play along with those records and you can actually play along with them, it's awesome. So fun. I still do it. I still do it. I swear to God. Great. Well, it, and there's, and it's underrated, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's with, there's so many resources available that people almost get confused by the amount of choices, which is why this webinar today is so important because we're just giving you the meat on the bone. Like you follow this and you're going to have at least a pathway we know gets results and it might sound basic, but it's all in the basics. It really is. I mean, I've been, I've been playing drums for 50 years. I've been in the Red Hot Chili Peppers for over 30 years. And some of our most popular songs, songs like Give It Away, uh, Californication, Scar Tissue, Other Side, um, Can't Stop, are basically one beat. <laughs> are you going to give everybody that beat today? The beat, I, I just like... I thought I had everybody fooled, but I guess now cat's out of the bag. It's basically one beat just varied with little different things, varied, you know, a little bit of different accents and, and tempos, obviously. But this is a really, this is a, for me, and it's, I didn't, obviously it's been around forever. This is, this is a poppy, this is the beat that gets it done for me. So, one, two. For that beat I was talking about that I've been making a living off of for 30 years, this is the only tricky part. 
because it's not on the three. The kick drum is one, two, three. It's on the and of three. Three and four. Watch it. One, two. That that beat, you'll get a gig. Now, so that, literally that beat with the three and downbeat still hitting hard on two and four, eights on the hats. That's the beat behind all those iconic songs you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll play a little. I'll give you a look. So Californication, uh, with the, with again has some ghost notes, but. It's been a while since I played that one. Let me see how it goes. That's Californication. Scar tissue. Scar tissue with a little bit of swing. Oh, no, that's that. It has a little to it, but it's still. It's, it, Chad makes it sound and look so easy. The fact is, if, if there's one thing to think about, and even from day one for drummers, and I know this isn't really beginner, but I want to just put it into the minds of every drummer, even at, at day one beginning. If you hear the hi-hat, yes, it's playing one and two and three to the pulse, but there's a, there's a dynamic to it that has so much to do with how hard you groove. I mean, the hi-hat is... is... Um, I mean, a beautiful instrument on its own. And there's so much personality in the hi-hat. Let's think of somebody like Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the police, and, 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 how, and, 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 and all he has to play is the hi-hat. And you know it's him, the way that he plays it, because there's so many elements. There's the foot part of it, how hard you, you, you know, all that. And there's so many different ways to play it on the, on the side, on the top. Again, of course, the dynamics of it. But the hi-hat, it really is, is, is a big personality on the drum set, for sure. Yeah. And has such a lot to do. And, you know, I mean, you know. Right, with the open-close stuff. Open, right. close, the pea soup, I like to call it. I mean... One of my favorite beats, Chili Pepper beats from, from uh, the, the title track from Bud Sugar Sex Matters. 
I love that though, man. It's infectious. No, you know, you're right. The hi hat, but but that takes some time to really feel comfortable to get the nuances of that for sure. But if you just want to use at the beginning as a, just something to keep time on, you know, it, 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 I would say most of the time in rock, rock, I, in rock music, I'm playing with the, the shoulder of the stick on the side, not on the top. Like, you, know, you can do that, but as a kind of a chunkier, heavier, more cutting sound. So versus and you can hear that. So whatever work, you know, whatever works, but more more importantly I think is just is that you know you're 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 having consistency. The snare is landing in the same spot at the same time. The kick drums, it does, you know, those are the things, the coordination things, you know, a little bit of this. It's, <laughs> it's tough. It ain't easy. And I'll, I'll teach people and they'll be like, they'll look and they'll go, oh, I can do that back in black beat. No problem, right? But then they're like, It's like, no, you have to alternate. And once, and dude, once you figure out that your hands and your feet can do separate things, you're like, Whoa! it's the greatest feeling in the world because that opens up the door to everything. Granted, you want it after a while, you, you, have, you have to add in syncopation, which is that first beat that I did is actually syncopated to three and. But you can play ACDC. A lot of ACDC songs are just one, two, three, four. And it's great practice because that's no, what, right. it's like, it's like you said, it's not easy. It's not. It, no, it's not. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> just, but it's just so fun. Again, we're talking about playing to, to records. Once you can get that beat, Put on back in black. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an iconic classic rock record to learn drums, no question. So let's, so we're going to take it to the basics for a second because we're using terms that a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't. So very basic, very quickly, we have a drum kit. We're going to just start with what we talked about. After you graduate from a practice pad, you get a snare drum. Now, I know this seems completely, Chad did not know I have this slide. I did this entirely on my own. Let's be very clear. This is my view of how I want to present uh, the brilliant things Chad's done. He would never suggest that we put his own snare drum up there. But honestly, the snare drum's under $300 and he uses it on tour. And I have played one and it sounds phenomenal. So this is a great place to start. If it were $1,000, as great as it might sound, I wouldn't have chosen it applicable for a beginning drum lesson. But for a couple hundred bucks for that nice of a snare, this is, you know, it's, you need a snare drum as part of your drum kit. A lot of people start with a snare drum before they get the rest of the drums, which we'll get to in a second. So this snare drum, Chad, how, how'd you come up with this and uh, why does it sound so freaking good? Uh, well, um, I appreciate you saying that I'm not like 
making the blatant plug to buy my stuff. In this no, not in the least. Not at all. I appreciate I that. Because it's acrylic. I know, I know. And it sounds it's so good. loud. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the people from DW are, are so great and so helpful. And I, with a touring, my touring kit, I love to have, just like you said, those acrylic drums are bright and loud and so fun to play. Um, most people probably associate that going back to drummers like John Bonham had his amber kit that was so iconic back in the 70s. But there were, you know, a lot of drummers before and Billy Cobham and a lot of different players that played those those drums. Um, and they're just, they're really fun to play. And again, they're, they're, they have a lot of volume. And when it comes to playing in, in big places, uh, and I like to have the, the, the brightness and the volume. And so that snare drum, it just, it cracks and it's, it's really fun to play. And they were just so nice, like, yeah, we'll, we'll help you to develop that and, and make something that, that you like. And then if you like it, hopefully other people will. And I've been playing it on the, I played it on the whole last getaway tour and I'm still using it today. So it's, uh, and, and again, it's, it's not an expensive fancy drum. It's just well-made and sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and every drum kit needs a snare drum. So, you know, whether, you know, when, when we first start out and this is again for beginners, you know, you, you don't really know the difference between wood and, and metal and acrylic and these different things. So you got to start somewhere. So I thought, okay, well, if we're going to suggest something, let's start somewhere I know is affordable and sounds great. After you have a snare drum, then you need an actual drum set. You were just playing a four piece kit. Um, you know, we don't, I know most people have some idea of, of what this is all about, but let's just say we got a bass drum, got a snare drum. The bass drum is the big drum that you play with your foot, of course. The snare drum, we got rack toms, which are the mounted toms that are right in front of the drummer. The floor toms over to the side and the cymbals, crash cymbal, ride cymbal, hi-hat, which Chad talked all about, and the accessories you see on the side of the screen. Because a lot of people, when they're buying a drum set, don't realize they need a pedal and a stand and all these other things, and it takes them three trips to the music <laughs> store before they actually have a full kit. <laughs> but the interesting thing is... Pardon? I said, and all those other things. That's the, you know, the, the, uh, the cool, David, it, 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 it's like, a drum set, you could, it, like with a guitar, it's just one thing or, or a piano or a violin. The drum set, we're talking about a basic drum set, which is great, which like I said, basically all you need were three pieces, but like a drum set. So that's all those pieces, but you know, it's never ending. Yeah, it is, it is. And that's, that's the, you know. It's, I have a drum museum. Oh, but so you know all about it. <laughs> You and, think and, and it, it, it personalizes people find what they need to to hear for the you know the musical possibilities that they need for the music they want to play. Some people it's just really I only need three or four pieces. Other people, if you're Neil Peart or or Terry Bazio, you to be able to express yourself the way you want, you need more stuff. I get it, but for a beginning drummer, to to, to just to be able to play along to records like we talked about and to make some uh, to have some possibility of, of sounds you only need four pieces yeah it's so true and you were just playing a four-piece right. kit right and i have other stuff over here and a couple of things over here 
but my touring kit, but the main thing, and, and you know what, I make records and mostly I have a four or five piece drum set. That's what I use. That's what I use on almost most, most of the stuff that I do. Um, I mean, it's been that way since the beginning, you know, I mean, Gene Krupa and, and, and Buddy Rich and drummers like that. Buddy Rich may be considered the greatest drummer of all time. He, I think his second floor time he used his like his towel and, and rack hole. That's exactly <laughs> he, right. He used one, two, three, one ride, two cymbals, hi-hat. Unbelievable. And it's endless. With it's just endless. It's what you do on it. It's, it's what you do. So I know it's, it's popular to have a lot of stuff, but don't be intimidated by that. And as a, as a drummer, you know, to, to learn how to play, you can play for a zillion years on just a small drum set. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yep, absolutely right. And very, very wise and very 100% correct. And uh, I love the advice. That one right there. That's Pardon? it. That's all you need. No, no, we're looking because at. that's the thing. Well, we're looking right now at how to quiet a drum set, because especially nowadays, a lot of people are just going electronic drum kits, but a lot of guys starting out, they might not really want to start on hitting electronic pads. They want real drums. So you have the DW deadhead pads, and they're made to essentially uh, quiet cymbals and drums so you can play a real drum kit, just like the one you were playing, uh, without driving everybody crazy. Now, when we graduate from playing the records and playing for, to ACDC and learning grooves and right, left, right, left, the next thing we got to do is I would suggest before we get online, because I'm a big advocate of online, uh, we weren't just talking about your rock drumming course just for just to talk about it. I mean, it's extremely, extremely valuable for people to have as a resource that's never been available before. But books are also important. So I'm going to talk about two real quick. Fundamental for drum of drumming for kids uses terms like soft and loud. Keeps it very, very simple, but really brilliant. And of course, an oldie but goodie, <laughs> a little more advanced. Look at the hair. <laughs> I know this is a little bit of a rib, but I love it though. I mean, the really about the online stuff because the fact is that what we can do right now online, you have your rock drumming for beginners, uh, you know, online course that you're doing for drum channel. And there's a lot of great content up there, drum channel. Next week is Chad Smith week. Tell us about, you know, what can people, what, what should they be expecting and looking for when they go up to drum channel and they search out your classes? What, what are you giving them the inside track on? Um, that's a good question because first of all, drum channel is, has, tons and tons of instructional stuff from some of the greatest drummers in the world. Um, somehow I squeaked in there, but, but they, 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 it's so, is tons of entertainment, but there's also excellent instruction. And something that I really didn't have growing up, you know, we had books, 
we didn't have videos and the stuff that we were, and now the, you know, YouTube and everything, but like drum channel is a place where you have everything, one place, one stop shop. It's amazing. So my basic rock beats, I think it's called rock beats Chad's way <laughs> for a lack of a better name, but it really starts from like kind of what we were doing from the beginning of, you know, I holding the sticks, and then how to just do what we were doing, just getting comfortable playing a little bit on the snare drum. And then we go to the drum set and it really is a playing a very, very basic beat, a basic rock beat. And it's it starts just playing the hi-hat, adding the snare drum on the two and four, adding the kick drum on the one and three. So you're going one, two, I'm not even going one and, it's one quarter notes, two, three, four, one. Two, it's black and black. Yeah, that's it. And it progressively, as you go through, and the great thing about it, you can stop it, you can go back, you can rewind, there's great angles of the feet, of the hands, overhead, um, and it just, it progresses pretty slowly but you can do it at your own speed to where I gradually add little things, variations, little, again, eighth notes on the hi-hat, variations of kick drum patterns. I think the snare drum pretty much stays on the two and four, if I remember. And then once you feel comfortable with that, I start to do very easy fills, which are going around different parts of the drum set to the toms, Again, and crashes, uh, crashing on the on the one, just basic song stuff that you need to do if you want to play songs. But at the beginning, it's real, it's really simple, and hopefully, it's fun and 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 a good way for people to get introduced into playing the drum set. I think it's absolutely awesome, and everyone, just think about it. You have really private drum lessons at your own pace and speed in your own home with no pressure or any no one watching directly from chad smith and learning rock drumming and it's online 24 7. kind of good i love it so before we get to questions and answers which is like blowing this up because that's all everybody's been like jumping at the bit don't for. ask dumb questions well our producer taylor is, is right, the taylor's on it so yeah mr whipple you better not have any dumb questions come through. But before, no, not, not, no not, dumb questions. Will Ferrell really got good. I, I want to make one announcement, though. At the beginning, I mentioned we're going to have a modern drummer surprise announcement of Chad Smith. And in fact, we do. And that is, let me do my screen share. So Chad is our October 2020 cover of Modern Drum. All he's been up to, from Ozzy to the Chili Peppers to Drum Channel and everything in between. So congratulations, Chad. You've wow. been on the cover lots of times before. It's you here are like our top cover guys of all time, which says so much to the influence you've had on millions of people. So congratulations on that. We're so that, excited that, to see you again. That is, that is such an honor. Um, you know, I've been reading Modern Drummer since day one. And, and it was so great 
to, you know, Steve Gann, Buddy Rich, and John, and, and a magazine for just for drummers. Like, you gotta remember, this is in the early 80s, right? When, when was the first one? 80 what, you know? 77. Oh my God! <laughs> that, that's the latest and greatest. I got that one. But, and like, man, it's really cool. I'm, 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 I'm stoked. So thank you so much. I'm honored. Well, the honor is all ours. Our readers are so excited for you to be on the cover again. And you always do some, I don't want to put any more pressure on you, but you've done some really iconic things on the cover. I think we're going to have a good to idea for, close. I got a good idea for the cover. I got a, I got a, I got one. I don't think it's been done. I did, my first cover was in black and white and I kind of dressed up like Gene Krupa. And they, and, and the people at Modern Drummer, I think Rick Van Horn at the time was like, well, we can't do that because it doesn't really look like you and black and white doesn't sell. And <laughs> <laughs> another time I tried to do some other wacky stuff and then, you know, but we're entertainers. Hey. It's, it's gonna be awesome. It's yeah, gonna man. be really awesome. So, Mr. Whipple, that's really his name, by the way. Mr. Whipple, hit us with the, the, the gazillion questions we've got. Chad, Mr. Whipple, take it All away. right. Number of questions here. We'll get to as many as we can. First question is from Tino. Tino asks, how important is posture when practicing? Um, posture is important whenever you're playing. It's, it's, um, it, it helps you. It, first of all, you, don't, you want to be comfortable at the drum set. And for me, and this is just for me, and I don't know if this is right or not, I probably have some bad habits through the years, but I sit at, so my legs on the drum set, and I'm pretty tall when I'm standing up. What, they help me, I didn't do good in math. Is it when your legs are, are this way, is that, is that 45 degrees, 90 degrees? Uh, 90. Thank you, times two. So if your legs are at 90 degrees, to me, that's, com that's a comfortable position to be at the drum set. And then sitting in a way that I'll just, I'll, I'll try it real quick. I'm not going to play too much. But, so I'm sitting at my seat, right? And my leg, when I have my feet on the pedal, they're not up here. They're not down here. Some guys, Ringo would sit up like this, super high, because he wanted to be seen like the other guy. But 90 works for me. And then, and I don't often do it, but, you know, their they're, posture is important because breathing is so important. And I used to play like, ah, you know, and some guys do that. You just get into it and it's just, it just happens. But in general, to have, be able to, to have your core, you know, not stiff, not, but so you, so you're relaxed. <laughs> It's loud in here. Um, but yeah, sitting upright in a comfortable way, it's really for breathing. And, and that's the most important thing with, to me for posture is that, is that the breathing part. And if you're relaxed and you're breathing, you're going to play better. You're going to do everything better when you're relaxed. And so posture helps you be relaxed. A good awesome. posture. Awesome. All right, what's next, Taylor? Next question. 
Uh, Tony asks, Chad, how do you approach learning new material? And do you have any recommendations for a beginner? I'm so, I missed the end of it. New material and what? Any recommendations for a beginner who's trying to learn new material? Um, well, for me, new material, I, I would, that would be me um, working with, with someone on songs, <clears throat> writing songs or playing to new songs. And often for me, it's really just going with like your gut feeling at first, how that music feels to you and affects you and what you think is the kind of the, the and it basically like an instinct of, of the groove. Is it halftime? Is it, uh, you know, like the, the, the kind of the timing of it? Unless someone has a specific idea here, I think this should be like this. But if you're coming up on your own, I think often listen to the music and, and how, does it how does it make you move? How does it make you feel? Like really aggressive? Is it more laid back? And then you can approach how you want to do that feeling to the drums. So let's take the Aussie record for this. You yeah. just did it this year. Yep. How did you approach? I know you guys, I heard that you did it in like a couple of days or something. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that, that was, that was, um, that was really special because we got together myself and, and Andrew Watt, who's a guitar player and also a producer and a writer and Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, the bass player. And the three of us just got in a room knowing we were going to try and write songs for Ozzy. So we had that vision of it. And I think that helped the direction. Like, what, what is our favorite stuff? Like, like I love when there's stops in the song, like in War Pigs and Ozzy sings in the holes and, and that's really exciting. And certain things that, that we felt as a fan, I would want to hear. So we're trying to like kind of steer it that way. But at the same time, it was just everybody in the room who's got an idea, who's got a riff, and, and they would sit there, Andrew and, and Duff, and I would listen to what they were playing, and then I would come up with, with I think this is a beat or a groove that would work for that. And that was that kind of what I did very quickly. And often that is, comes across in a recording is that excitement of the first kind of spontaneity of it. And if you can capture that, it really connects with people. And, and we were, did all those songs performance-based. They weren't chopped up or anything. It was playing all the way through. And um, it was just really exciting. So hopefully that came through it. But I just, I'm just trying to make it swing. You know, David, those English drummers that, that I, some of that I spoke about that influenced me growing up, and a drummer like Bill Ward from Black Sabbath, he was a, like a, playing like jazzy stuff behind the heaviest music ever. Mm -hmm. And I wanted most importantly to make the Aussie songs have a good swing to it. And it worked. It's funny, like I, I'm hearing you talk about it uh, and 
just uh, like channeling your any inner Aussie, you know, like the, like what, like just really getting into that moment because no matter what, no matter how inspired you are by what he's done, it's still going to come out like Chad Smith. And then that's the brilliance in it. It's this, this, it's this, you know, accumulation. Yeah. I mean, the other guys, I mean, everybody was just at the top of the, bringing it like top of their game, you know, and, and, and there's some luck involved in timing. And, and I'd never recorded with Duff before. I've done lots of stuff with Andrew, but, but, but we played together and we've had a good time playing together. So I kind of knew he would be a, a, a great guy to play with and, and also a writer. So that was important too. But you just never know till you get in a room with someone, you know? And we just, it was, it was just a perfect storm of everything. And Ozzy had been sick for a while, for about six months. He had, a, he had an operation on his neck. He had fallen in last January. And he, he really wanted to make music again. And we were like, this might be the last album he ever makes. I don't know. We're just like, but as a kid, David, like to be able to write and play an Ozzy Osbourne album, are you kidding me? Come yeah. on. Well, and I'll tell you, everybody, I, I held it up a little bit while Chad was talking as a prop for it. Here's the record. It is, um, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Fantastic okay. job. You guys killed it. And, yeah. and thank you for that, that, that inside look. Taylor, Mr. Whipple, what do we have for Chad before we let him go? He's been extremely generous with his time today. Sorry. Absolutely. Uh, next question asks, any helpful tips when tuning a complete drum set? Ooh. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be very honest about my tuning a drum set is not my expertise. Now, I know that it depends on the tension, the size of the drums. It's it, you just to me, you want each drum has a seems like it has a place depending on the size of it, where it speaks well and sounds good. But you also want the rebound of the stick. And again, everyone's different. Some people like them super tight, you know, super high. And Tony Williams and Elvin Jones and guys like that, they want that really high, really high. Um, so it's, it's, it's really tight, and that makes it a higher pitch, obviously. Some people super low. So it depends on what pitches you want your drums to be. But in general, for... Um, the snare drum, I crank my snare drum really high. I like a bright, um, and that gives it a loud sound as well. I like a really bright, high-pitched snare. I just like that. That's just what I personally like. Then with the toms, they're actually in thirds. And this is as much technical as I get. So for the three toms, which I have, one rack, floor, one rack and two floors, they, it, it's the it's when I say thirds, the way that I know they're in tune, I can I can play the song in the mood, which is an old Glenn Miller song. Do 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 ba ba. So bo 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 bo. And I'm sure I'm singing out of tune, but if it's close, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's funny that Chad's like you're being so self-effacing, but that's as great a tuning tip as anybody can give anybody so and buddy used to have his snare all cranked up and that's how he played it yeah i i you play so much on the snare drum 
And so if you're doing any things that are, are quicker in speed, to me, it's just, it actually makes it easier because again, it's a, it's a harder surface. Your sticks are gonna, are gonna respond faster off of them. Um, and he did so many, you know, and I do so many ghost notes or grace notes as people call them, or as Ringo calls them, tickling. Why are you tickling the snare? Um, and and th that'll pronounce that better as well when it's a tighter tension as well. But yeah, my, my snare has always been pretty crank. People ask me about the snare drum sound and, and, um, and that's you want to choke the drum. There's a point where it's too tight and it'll choke it and it won't speak well. <clears throat> so you have to find, there's a fine line. But again, I, I just enjoy a higher tuning on that. Wow, that's great insight. And, and you know, what, what I want to translate also for what Chad just said to everybody is that if you listen to how he tunes, and even though, Chad, you'll describe it as, you know, oh, well, it's just, there's, it's not really scientific. It's, it's, it's as scientific as you need to get with tuning because it sounds good if it works for your music. Yeah. If you, yes, you, you know, you, if, Yes, you don't want to have the drums over tightened or under tightened where they're like, you know, ding, 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 or duh, 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 too thuddy. But everything in between is stylistically appropriate to your playing. And thank you, though, Chad, for the insight, because we've heard you, your sound so much yeah. that that's basically what you do. You tune it in thirds. It's a little on the tighter, higher side, if we will, kind of overall. You have some rebound going even on the toms, yeah. and the snare's cranked up. And that's with that information, you can chili pepper your sound until you're blue in the face, everybody. <laughs> so, Mr. Whipple, what do we got? All Last right, next question. question. We're going to wind it down because we've really taken so, – Chad's been <laughs> so over generous. We're going to take two quick questions, and we're, and, we're, and we're over and out. Go ahead. All right. First question, Jim asks, uh, any advice on how to stay injury-free while practicing and performing? Ooh. Uh, he's asking the old guy questions. Um, no, it could be for anybody. You know what? Um, take care of yourself. I mean, that's a, that's a kind of an easy one. Whereas when I was a bit younger, I thought I was bulletproof as young people tend to think. And so I would do whatever and eat whatever and stay out all night and do things that probably weren't so good for me. And then show up the next day and think, man, you know, no problem. And, and that will, is, if you wear your body down in any way, it, it, that's when you're prone to get injuries. So mainly for the last 10 or 15 years, I, I've really touring wise, and, and I, I can say more of that than practicing. Cause if you feel like you're hurting yourself practicing, you can just stop practicing, but you got gigs and you're playing and you're traveling and all the things that go into into that um you want to be at the top of of your physical game as you can so it's you know i, I don't have a strict thing that i do but it, it's really important you know i just try to stay ahead of it so um it would be again taking care of yourself getting rest simple things that people probably know or don't know Drink lots of water, you know. Um, you have but, an awareness that you have to be aware of health. Because as you described earlier in your life, as most of us are growing up, 
you're not really thinking, you know, everybody feels indestructible until they realize they aren't. Exactly. And, and you don't want to be at the gig and all of a sudden, like what happened to me in Paris and in the, you're like your arms, not really supposed to do that 500 times a night. And, you know, and playing the drums physically the way I do it, it it's, it's not a natural motion, but you can do it if you take care of yourself and you stretch and if you get inflammation in your elbows or your wrist where it kind of hurts, put some ice on it. Like there's simple things that I do it after a gig. I will ice my, my wrists because again, this doing this thousands of times in a row, not really like what your body is made to do. When you're 57 and 58 years old, you know, time catches up. So I will ice it afterwards for about 15 minutes just to, for the inflammation, because you know the, it's, it's in there because I've used it like that so much. And it's not because it hurts, it's because it's, it's, I'm preventing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing preventive maintenance, as, you, as we call it. So you, know, you go into the Chili Peppers dressing room after a gig, it looks like an infirmary. Anthony's got his legs and the buckets of ice and you know, Flea's got this, <laughs> you know, but it's what, you, it's what we do so we can do what we do. I love it. No, it's great advice. All right. Make this a good one, Mr. Whipple. No pressure. All right. So we've gotten this from a few different people. Uh, and they asked, Chad, what are your thoughts on ear protection when you practice or perform? Do you use ear protection? Do you have any preferences? If so. Right. Um, good question. Because I've been doing these little Instagram things in the morning where I play these little beats and silly beats. And now I've got myself in a hole because I'm up to 34 and I don't know what's left. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a lot, but that I can do anyway. And they're like, those drums are so loud, man. You got you to wear ear protection. And it's true. For years, I did not. And I have, I'm going to be very honest. I have lost high end in my hearing. Um, when you play the drums and the drums are right here and a snare drum is two feet away and the cymbals are right here and you do that for 30 years. And I was old school. I had a PA behind me and a band, all the music coming in. It felt so good playing super loud. And about 10 years ago, I started to use in-ear monitors. And so it's, they're not, they do protect your ears because they, they, they do cover your ears and you see them a lot. It's very popular. People that use in-ear monitors, they look like little, you know, they cover your ears, but they're also, you get the sound that you want and you can adjust the volume to, to what you want. And that has really been helpful for me a lot. It's really, really helpful. But I have tonight, I have ringing, I have tinnitus and, and, um, I wish that I had started a lot earlier to be with very the with it with the in-ears. The in-ears are excellent. But if obviously gotta buy them, they're expensive. I would say, you know, anything. Like I played with Mike Anthony from Van Halen in a band, and he would just take pieces of Kleenex and wad them up and put them in his ear. That doesn't cost that cost about a penny. And anything helps. But yeah, volume. And people listen to their headphones and buds so much now. The music's not made and noise and stuff to be that close to your ear, in your ear. That's just not a natural thing. So be careful because 
you won't think, you know, okay, years go by as a young person and it doesn't bother you, but it, it will catch up to you. That's awesome advice. And it's, and it's very, very important, especially with the proliferation of everyone wearing headphones now and they right. get so loud so fast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, and, and it, you know, it sounds great when it's loud. Don't get me wrong. That's a good feeling, but you got to be smart about it because, you know, you want to be able to, to hear do you use, I'm curious on stage, with the in-ears, do you also use wedges and side fills up near the riser or do you, are you strictly in-ear? Um, I'm strictly in-ear, but um, we do have monitors on the riser more just in, in case something happens, okay. <clears throat> which they will, they, they, you know, electronics, but um, I'm in-ears. And you know the other thing that's really great is having the, I call it the butt thumper. Yeah. <laughs> that you put under your seat. What is it? What's the official name for it? No, I, I think that's about as official as I've heard it too. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's, it's like, there's probably I some. Have two. I have front and back. So use your imagination. I'm getting rattled. But it, it, it's, it's for the kick drum because when you have the in-ears, what you lose is some of that low end. And so you lose the, the low end of the bigger drums and the kick drum is so important. And you could, you have these basically like these connected speakers, yeah. woofers to the bottom of your seat and sends the vibration up through your, your orifices. <laughs> well, that, that thing's awesome because you're right. You can't, you just, the physics of an in-ear, you, can, you just can't play that low, of course but you want to feel that kick drum like you're in the sixth row, you know, and you really exactly. goes right through your chest. And it's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm spoiled now. Like when I we, we will rehearse writing songs, I'm like, can I get my butt thumper? Cause I, <laughs> it's, it's, it really, it really gives you a, a, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a great thing. So I love that. Um, and then the inner the ears are great. And you can, it's, it's such a great technology because Again, you can adjust the volume, but you can, it's so great for vocals. You can hear vocals really clear now. It's great for singers, obviously. And it's just, it's, it's just a clearer way to hear. You want to hear everybody's playing because you want to be able to play together. So I, I love it. I, like I said, I wish I would have done it years ago, but they've gotten really good at it too. There's really, really good companies. I don't know the names of them, but they're great. And, and I love it. Well, that's, that's awesome advice. And that's a great combination of how to protect your ears, get the mix you want, but not lose the feel and the energy of that live drum sound. Right. And that's the key. Well, everybody, uh, thank you. for Land on the butt thumper. Butt thumper. Very, very important component to any playback rig. The we'll butt thumper. I love it, though. Well, Chad, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Congratulations on your October 2020 Modern Drummer cover, your the Chad Smith show next week on Drum Channel, and all the other amazing things you're up to. Thank you so much on behalf of all of the drumming community. My pleasure. Thank you, David. And, and uh, everybody be safe out there. You know, do your thing. But like, I know everyone's cooped up and it's so hard. But, um, you know, think about the other person and, and loved ones and people in the hospitals and and older people that can get sick and um, just, you know, just, just do 
the right thing. Be cool. Have fun. Stay home. Play the drums. What, what a better way to like, I can't go anywhere. If you got some drums, play them. Right? Absolutely. No, it's, it's true. And, what, and look, for all the craziness that the world's going through right now, um, you know, there's always, there's always ways to just make the best use of the precious time we have on this planet. And taking the advice that you've given us today, Chad, on some of those ways to get drumming, and you don't need much. Uh, you just need the interest and the motivation, really. And everything else, coupled with what we've talked about today, will get you really far down the drum road. Yeah, man. That's yep. it. So thank you. Thank you to Don Lombardi. Uh, and, hey, Don. Thanks, Don. And, and Jenny and, and Scott and everybody at, at uh, DW, PDP, Drum Channel. Uh, and, of course, Modern Drummer. Please, everybody... Go up, support Modern Drummer, moderndrummer.com slash subscribe. And uh, when the October 2020 issue lands, it'll be in your mailbox and online just for all of you with Chad Smith on the cover. And thank you. Be safe and uh, good luck with your drumming endeavors and, and all else. Thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.